Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 8, Episode 5 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man, also known as Drinking Eagle from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, and what is in your glass? Well, I am uh, doing very well this evening, hopefully with zero technical difficulties after that. Um... And in my glass tonight, I just finished one, and I'm starting another. So I just finished uh, Elysian Space Dust. Nice, right? Because it was it was buy one get one free at the local grocery store this past weekend. Can't so, go wrong. Like I told you in the text, can't really say no to that. <laughs> um, finished that one and moved on to a, a crispy boy, a New Zealand style pilsner from Berry House Brewing. Dog. Oh yeah. D O G. Dog. Nice. Um, so. I'm enjoying these. I still got a couple of these different dog featuring different dog featured beers. And uh, they've been very good, especially as with hot as summer has been. So, Excellent. Um, but what is in your glass this evening, Denny? And how are you doing? Well, I have nothing in my glass yet because I have been wanting to do a video of, uh, of, of pouring this beer because I, I bought a four pack of this and I've got this one and one more left. But I'm just too damn lazy to go and, you know, get the camera, get the phone out and do the recording and then, of course, do the editing. I, I don't know. It's just it's one of those summers. But this is uh, Mother Earth Brewing here in Nampa, Idaho, right next to Boise. And this is their Cali Creamin Vanilla Cream Ale, but it's on nitro. And mm. this isn't a, a nitro widget or anything. This is some new process that a lot of breweries are doing right now uh, that is uh, allowing beers to be put on nitros and cans, uh, and then when you, uh, you know, when you open it up, uh, it, it behaves a lot like a nitro nitrogen charged beer would behave. And there's instructions on how to drink this beer, how to pour it here. So it says first, get a glass. You must have a glass. Next, do that. Flip a can three times. So I'll do that. One, two. Three. Then it says, pour hard. And they're showing the can like, you know, nearly upside down. So I'm going to open this thing up and I'm going to pour it hard. Woo. I'm really nervous. Oh. I'm really nervous, Chris. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So I wish I would. I'm I'm glad I didn't actually 
kind of bet you because I still have some in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but it didn't overflow. This is a, this is a miracle. I can't believe this is live on air. Nitro pour, but you can, if you saw in the video, it did have that cascading effect. But now I've just kind of uh, okay. I'm just gonna. That's all I'm gonna do for now. But yeah, it's a nice, nice head, and uh, there's a little bit of bubbles going in. But it didn't have a cascading effect when I first started pouring it. Did you see that, Chris, or was it too low in the camera? Uh, I it was. It was too low. Oh. I couldn't really see it. Did oh, it? Did or did not? It did. Okay. Yeah, it had it had that whole cascading thing where when you pour it hard, it goes to the bottom of the glass and then everything kind of goes from the bottom up and it it had a nice had a nice cascading effect. Okay. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking tonight and as far as how I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic even for a Monday. Uh I'm just uh I feel good. Uh I've been you know, working hard, but uh but this weekend I got to spend some time with my grandson which was a I mean, the last Actually, the weekend before last, we actually had him overnight, our first overnight uh, oh. uh, sleepover. And I was a little nervous because he's, it's the first time he's been away from his, you know, from his mom uh, without, you know, and, and a, a ways away. And it went fantastic. He had a great time. We had a great time. Uh, there was no issues at all. We really, you know, it was really, really fun. And then this last weekend, um, you know, it just, we, we had him and just my son and I were we're, uh, you know, watching him and, and he, uh, you know, he had a, he was just in a good mood. I just, I love it when four, he's almost five, it'll be five in, in December. So he's almost five, but my gosh, I love it. You know, sometimes you have bad days and sometimes you have mm-hmm. good days and lately it's all been good days and I just, yeah, it makes me happy. And then yesterday, you know, I did some yard work. Maybe I, I hope it's the last time I have to mow, but I doubt it. It's you know the, the heat's coming back. It got cool a little bit, a little bit of windstorms and stuff. Uh, and I, but I probably have to mow at least one or two more times. I mean, it is only Aww. beginning mid September, right? Probably mid October. I'll have to put everything away. Yeah, but I but I, I mean, rested. We got so much rain; it's just not stopping. Oh, you got you got a lot of rain. Yeah, it's, it it rains pretty much every night now. So yeah. we're. Uh, <clears throat> we're we're trying to figure out while we're waiting for the the lawn guy to show up, but he's been so backed up just because there's so much rain, so he yeah. can't mow when it rains. Yeah, so he's falling behind. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I I got rested up, but actually um, I, I've been so tired. I usually I I have a natural. I think we mentioned before a natural cl- clock. I just wake up at three thirty in the morning, and I'm wide awake, and I can't go back to sleep. And so I I just get up and work out. But last week I was getting so tired. Uh, you know, I, I worked out, I think I worked out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday. I just, I th- Thursday I had a headache. I woke up and I had a, uh, like a pressure headache from the weather changing. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, I can't work out. I just kind of stayed in bed for an extra hour and a half. And then Friday I was so tired. I woke up at 3.30 and I said, you know what? I'm just staying in bed and slept in until 5.30, which I don't ever do that. So it felt good to, you know, sleep in a little bit. But today I woke up at 3.30, jumped up, I had a great workout, and I've been, like, energized the entire day. I think I had some nice rest. So this is the, this is the Denny that's excited, ready to go talk about mm-hmm. beer, drink some beer with you, Chris, and learn about wheat L's which we'll talk about here in a minute when we get into uh, what the topic is, which which we should probably do, right? 
Um, but before we mm. get into the meat of the show, I always want to let anyone new to Tap to Craft Podcast know what we are all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journey and adventures. And you're listening to episode 187. We're recording on Monday, September 20th, 2021. And yes, we are live on Facebook. So if you would like to watch us record this thing live, you can do that the Monday before the, the podcast is released. Just join us on Facebook at uh, 6.30 Eastern, no, 6.30 Mountain Time, 8.30 Eastern Time. Mountain Time, yeah. Yeah, and you can watch us make the show and see all the stuff that gets edited out. Uh, you know, you don't, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't, you know, you may see some of it if, or hear some of it if you, uh, if I put outtakes in, but sometimes I don't, sometimes they're just in the show. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And this episode, we are going to discuss the American wheat ale style. And why are we discussing the American wheat ale style? Well, because we haven't talked about the American wheat. We did talk about the German wheat styles a, a few episodes ago, but we have a beer from core four brewing. We have two beers, actually, and one of them is a wheat ale. And I thought, why not talk about, why don't we drink this beer live? And then we'll talk about the beer style, let everyone know what American wheat ales are all about. And we have another, we have two beer tastings from Core 4. We have a, an mm -hmm. amber beer as well. So you, that's what you have to look forward to, of course, as well as Chris and I having some great conversation as well. And uh, before we get started, we also just want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, because this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen, William Slimmer, and Amanda and Kevin Argauer, who are our virtual producers, and Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chalamasa, Mark Church, Matt Knight, Kirk Tabor, and Eric Gronley, who all want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer, or even becoming a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. Woo, that was a lot of words, but that's okay. Now we can just kind of sit back and what can we do? We can listen to some voicemail. Guess what, Chris? We got voicemail. Now, Danny? Yeah. I said, what, Denny? Oh. You said, guess what, Chris? I said, what, Denny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got voicemail. And we got voicemail from Jim Kudzel, who is just happens to be uh, watching us live. So just might be this might be a little odd for Jim to uh, to hear him, you know, live on here. But we have, you know, as Jim likes to do, he likes to explain, you know, he has a lot of stuff to say. He hasn't he hasn't written. He hasn't, you know, uh, called in for a while, even though he was on a show a couple shows ago but uh but they went on a, a road trip and he wanted to talk all about it and i can't wait to share his experience his and tara's experiences actually with all of our listeners on tap the craft so let me get this thing playing hey everybody this is jim kudzall haven't talked to you in a while i i guess it's been a while since i've uh, left my last voicemail uh i guess we haven't done much uh, with all the virus thing going on but I did want to uh, call in and give you a uh, trip report of uh, the, the trek that uh, Tara and I took out to Ohio uh, recently. 
Uh, we did stop at Trent Brewing. Uh, Tara wanted to go there for her birthday. It was a great celebration. I think we arrived about, what, five in the, uh, in the evening. Uh, John was a gracious host, welcomed us. Uh, uh, he's got a great setup there. Um, he had, what, uh, 12 beers on tap at the time we were there. Uh, and he does uh, flights of four, I think four, four-ounce pours. So I guess each flight is equivalent to a pint. And so we ended up uh, splitting uh, three flights, which allowed us to try everything he had there on tap. Plus, we had another uh, uh, standalone pint on top of that. And it, it was definitely a great treat for us, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, John has... In addition to having really good beer, and I'll give you some of the, the Ohio rankings in a little bit, uh, the, the food is outstanding. We each had the burgers, and we did a lot of uh, uh, pub food uh, on this trip, and those were by far the best burgers. And me personally, I especially like the, uh, the tater tots, too. I'm a tater tot uh, fan. Another interesting thing was the... You have to you have to check out the faucets in the restroom. Uh, <laughs> very unusual, uh, and I think this is the first time I I found a saison that I I could say I actually enjoyed. Uh, it was it was I think it was the only thing that I uh, I rated there. Uh, we don't rate everything we drink. Uh, actually, it's a minority of what we drink. Uh, but I did rate that a, a four and a half, which is uh, unusual for a Saison. And John gave us a tour of the, quote, event room, unquote. And I guess that's going to be an inside joke between us and him. Um, uh, all around, you got to go check out the place. Okay, that's the first one. Let's just okay, comment so on a couple of things on what he said. <clears throat> uh, for one thing, uh, yes. Uh, the the they are unique faucets in the bathroom. So if you go to Trek Brewing, go check them out. Uh, they're a little fancy. <laughs> I think they were left over from the previous uh, the previous uh, who owned it before. I'm not sure. I I, I heard a story, but I can't. It remember. was uh, Dame, Damon's Damon's Smokehouse. Yeah. Or Damon's ribs or yeah. So so that that's one. And and keep in mind, this is the first time Jim mentions bathrooms on this trip. He has a thing for bathrooms, I think. <laughs> he which, has a thing for bathrooms. Well, well just I, which well, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, uh, don't spoil so, it. The second thing is, I've also heard. I mean, that's one of the things that they that that John said that when they were going to bring in a sh someone to take care of the food, they were going to bring in someone that was like fantastic. And I've heard nothing mm -hmm. but positive comments from from everyone that, that goes and has the food at Trek that the burgers and the stuff is really, really well done. And that is well, they, fan, fantastic. Right. Because a lot of times they, they, just, they just won an award too. Right. I think they did. Yeah. I think they have won yeah, a couple of like awards. Best burger in, in, in Licking, Licking County or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So that's the second thing. And in Saison, 
Oh, wait a minute. And Tater Tots are my favorite. I'm a diehard Tater Tot fan. I love Tater Tots. Okay. Tater Tots are the best. Yeah. And then Saison's, uh, again, it must be a Maryland thing because Chadlin Massa doesn't like Saison's and Jim doesn't like Saison's, right? So, uh, and and Chris, you and I had the Saison on, uh, John sent us a, a crowler of that, and that was yep. a, a fantastic beer. <clears throat> um, so I'm glad that uh, that Jim also enjoyed that one and, and rated that one fairly high. Okay. So that was the first one. Let's go in and see what, how Jim carries on this, uh, this. Trip. Jim again, uh, as I was just wrapping up, uh, our, our quick visit to, uh, Trek Brewing, uh, great place. If you're in the area, you gotta check it out. Uh, top shelf beer for sure. Top shelf. Um, and, uh, oh, World uh, class. Tara actually found a beer that she liked with vanilla in it. I know Tara has this thing about vanilla and beer, but she found one um, that she liked. We ended up closing out the place at 9 o'clock. Living it up. And, again, John, if you're listening, thanks a lot for all of your uh, attention. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, we picked up a couple T-shirts while we're there, and uh, a few other things. So, uh, um, thanks a bunch. On to uh, Columbus. Uh, we we spent that first night in Newark. Uh, we spent the next four nights in uh, Columbus, and uh, we did a lot of other things besides just drinking beer. But uh, just to give you a sense of. Uh, what we did in Columbus, uh, first night uh, that we arrived, uh, we just walked around the neighborhood from the hotel and uh, encountered this uh, brewery called The Elevator. Uh, we didn't really consider it a brewery. They only had one of their beers on tap. They had a lot of guest beers. But uh, you got to check out that place. It's uh, It had the best decor of anybody. Uh, humongous handmade bar that was... Uh, Actually, I think the whole place was put together in the late 1800s, so a lot of history there. Uh, stained glass windows, pool tables, uh, a really neat place. You've got to go there just to check out the, uh, the decor. Next day, uh, we got up. We headed north. Uh, everything we did in Columbus was walking. We, we didn't drive the car at all. And uh, we headed north, uh, ended up at Hoofhearted Brewing. Um, I'm not easy with getting out fives. My only five was that Half-Hearted Brewery, uh, their pale ale. Fantastic stuff. I had another one of theirs, uh, a lager. I gave a four and a half to. Uh, the space was a little sterile, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the beer certainly uh, made up for it. Um, if we were to buy their beer back here, it'd be like 25 bucks <laughs> a four-pack. Um, That's the same here. Hoof we does come into Boise, and it is expensive when it does come. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, five-cap rating at Hoof-Hearted Brewing. Uh Everything I've had from Hufar, for the most part, I mean, I haven't had a lot. I've had probably four or five beers, and they've been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. That's that's the uh, the second one from Jim. I, we lost you there for a minute, Chris. You had to 
change Wi Fi's? No, I'm not entirely sure what happened. It, it <laughs> you, was just you, you totally dropped because the recording stopped. Uh, your video was gone. It was just me, my uh-huh. my lovely yeah. face. <laughs> Everyone was probably uh, like disappointed that uh, you were gone. I was going to kind of see what our uh, what our Wi Fi strength is now, but uh, we'll give that a peek. Okay, well, let's go ahead and. Get Jim's third and last. Uh, I guess this is taking a lot longer than I uh, thought, so uh, <laughs> I don't want to take up everyone's time. So I'm, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Instead of giving you uh, a little of what's going on at each place, let me let me just give you Tara and my overall rankings. Uh, we both agree on this. Number one, if you're going to uh, Ohio in Columbus especially. Hoofhearted uh brewery was uh uh head and shoulders above everything else. Uh I don't think anything there was below a four. Mm. Second tier wow. would be a tie between Trek and Brewdog. Uh third tier, still everything great. Uh Little Fish from Athens Seventh Sun in Columbus, which is just down the road from Hoofhearted, and then Antiques on High, which specializes in sours, which may surprise you because we don't really like sours, <laughs> but uh, I would give them high marks. We went to several other places in Athens and uh, Columbus, uh, not necessarily bad beer at, at those other places, but... Uh, not worth a special mention <laughs> in our uh, estimation. Wow. Uh, and if you're looking for a venue with a large selection, go to the Daily Growler, south of uh, uh, south side of the city in Columbus. Best beer selection. I think they have, I can't count them all, but uh, tons of beer on tap. Uh, Plank's Beer Garden, if you like uh the German fest house atmosphere outside. Uh, they only serve beer in plastic cups, but it's really good beer. And the North Market, if uh, if you like a bustling marketplace atmosphere, uh, really good beers on tap for a surprisingly reasonable price. And we got a pure doggy dinner there, and. Um, um, a lot of good ethnic foods on tap. So um, there, would, there would be more things I could elaborate on, but uh, I don't want to take up uh, everyone's time on this. Uh, I guess just maybe a honorable mention to uh, Winchester Brew Works. We stopped in Winchester, Virginia on the way back. If you happen to be there, that's the best place to go. We tried a couple others, but Winchester Brew Works, best beer in Winchester, Virginia. See you later. Cheers. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, Jim. Okay, so we, we do have one more small one, but first I want to talk about what he said because he said something important. So he said okay. he said Hoofhearted was was the best that that they experienced, which understanding that they're good beer. I think John agrees that they're very very good beer. He's always had positive things to say about Hoofhearted, if I remember correctly. Um, but then what was nice is the second. Tied for second, Trek and and Brewdog. For Trek to be in the same level as Brewdog, a a huge 
global beer company that has, you know, makes a lot of good beer and, and well-known beer in, in Europe and, and now in, in the States in Columbus, that's a lot, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's says a yeah. lot that, uh, that, that they enjoyed the beer as much as they did, uh, that, it, that, uh, that they put it, um, you know, right there up with a, with a big brand. So that was kind of, uh, yeah. I appreciated that. Well, and I'm with him too. I mean, all the beers that I've had from John, uh, you know, the, some of the packaged things, you know, just great, wonderful beer. Mm-hmm. And then bringing up his Saison, I'm with Chad. I'm with Jim. Mm-hmm. I don't like Saison. Well, <laughs> I haven't found many Saisons that I like. Let's just say that. Okay. I really like John. Yeah. 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 I really like Trek Saison. Yeah. And and I actually like Saisons and I like John's Saison as well. So. Yeah. It goes on both sides. Now, one thing he also, yeah, yeah, it does. Now, one thing he also mentioned is he said that they visited places in Columbus and Athens, and uh, you know, all the other ones were kind of didn't really. Yeah, they went to Jackie O's mention. too. That was my next question: <laughs> was uh, did they visit Jackie O's? Because I mean, right there in Athens, I mean that's one of the big ones that mm-hmm. everybody goes to when they're in that area. I know we did. Uh, I know I still get a hold of Jackie O's beer, mostly in trades and stuff every once in a while. But um, I, I find that hard to believe if that's really the case, that things have changed that much where you know, they don't, they don't warrant a mention, yeah. but Hey, you know, maybe, maybe things have changed. Maybe, maybe they've gotten, too big for Jackie's panties and they uh, just aren't making some good beer. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait for uh, them to chime in and, and let us know. Okay. So I mentioned that Jim likes to talk about bathrooms. So here's what I meant about that. Jim again. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention Ed Hoofhardy <laughs> in Columbus. If you go to the men's room. <laughs> While you're getting rid of your excess beer in the urinals. Don't forget the flush. They have these soccer games. So you can see how many scores you can make. (laughs) I don't know if they have anything equivalent in the ladies' room, but uh, uh, definitely worth mentioning for hoofhearted. Get your soccer skills up. Thank you, Jim. I love that little postscript. Uh, that made me really uh, laugh. Welcome back, Chris. Maybe you froze. Jeez, oh. again. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to fix your internet uh, woes next time. That. Thank you, Jim. Again, thank you, Jim, for the voicemail. We have a voicemail line. We love getting voicemails from our listeners. If you want to be like Jim and leave your voice on the show, sharing your beer experiences, asking us a question, giving us feedback, whatever you want to do. You can do that very easily. Just pick up the phone and call us at 208-536-3359. Or if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. And if it's, uh, if you just remember that we have, you know, just, you want to call these two oddly handsome gentlemen, uh, 208-53-ODDLY. And if you don't want to leave a voicemail and you'd rather leave comments or questions uh, other ways, we can do that easily through email. Just send us your your feedback at tapthecraft.gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram. Just follow us and uh, add us at tapthecraft. And 
also on Facebook. Chris loves to interact with you on Facebook, facebook.com slash tap the craft. And we do have a yeah. website uh, at tap the craft.com. When my internet's working, that's what I like to <laughs> When Chris's internet is working. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let's continue the conversation now that Chris is back because it's now time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. So I'll tell you all this, just as long as, again, my internet doesn't kick out. Uh, but Jim said, hey, they had beer at Jackie O's. It was not bad. They had lots of IPAs, but ordinary. Mm. And he said lots of barrel-aged stuff, which we did not try. Those guys are huge on barrel-aged stout okay. and things like that. Uh, Tara said, no liquor in my beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's right. Whatever you say. All right. So we're going to do, uh, guys... We're going to go over what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. And remember, if you want us to read your check-ins, make sure you follow me on Untapped at MCK1345. If you don't remember that, check on Facebook, send us a message, send us an email on all the places that Denny told us, mm-hmm. and ask. I'll definitely supply you with it so we can read your check-ins uh, on the show, too. Starting with Mr. Mike Allen. He is drinking a Chocolate Grove by Revision Brewing Company. Uh, Mike's doing a little traveling from what I saw. He's yeah, uh, yeah. out west. Yeah, he's. I think he went to a festival, so he's gonna. he has like 50 beers, so please don't read yeah. them all. <laughs> oh, come on. But they're all what looks like good. There's anyway, some good ones. One, yeah, you can read the good yeah. ones, but, uh, but not all of them. So there's not going to be – I didn't see any notes as I was scrolling through his stuff. Uh, but man, from what I can see, all of his stuff was over 24 hours ago, except this one. He's drinking the Chocolate Grove by Revision Brewing Company, four and a half caps. No notes for that beer. I have to read this one because Tara's sad. And I don't oh, want yeah. her to miss out on her <laughs> last day of summer. Yeah. Tara, drinking an Oktoberfest beer by Bell's Brewery. Last day for the pool, so I'm crying in my beer. The salt goes well with the malt. <laughs> Here's to the end of summer. I'm still going to be swimming. Um, Three and three quarter caps for this beer. And uh, as Denny said, cheers to the last day of summer. I kind of wish summer was ending (laughs) a little bit here too. But um, let's see, continuing the check-in streak for the 10,333rd show in a row. Uh, Chad LaMassa is drinking an... October beer by Old Ox Brewery. Tons of malt, he says. Biscuity, very nice. Four cap rating for this one, along with the Joy Juice by Idiom Brewing from Mr. Chad Lamasa. And he wrote, Hoppy, Hoppy, Joy, Joy. <laughs> the hops on the can are clearly based on Ren and Stimpy, which is also one of my favorite cartoons, just like he put in the comments. I could smell the Idaho 7 hops when I opened the can. Maybe my least favorite hop. <laughs> Oh, Denny. I know. He, hey, I, I, both of yeah, you. I, I can't blame him. <laughs> Fortunately, says the other hops dominate the flavor. This is pretty good. Four cap rating for that beer. And scrolling on up to the next, Will D is drinking the H-A-Z-Y IPA by Sweetwater Brewing Company. Just a four cap rating for that one. He's also drinking the Hazy Wonder. So he's having a hazy Monday by uh, Lagunitas Brewing Company. Four caps for that one. The next beer, I was surprised to see it in the hands of a person in North Carolina. 
Jeff Seiler is drinking a Juice Lord by Magnanimous Brewing, which is right here in Tampa. And he said, so great to see Magnanimous Brewing in the Carolinas. Nice. This is delicious. Big citrusy flavors, mildly sweet and so damn tasty. Looking forward to much more Magnanimous. And I agree with him. He gave this one four and a quarter caps. And I commented, I told him, man, I, that's a great beer. I didn't know they made it up your way. I didn't know they were distributing, yeah. period. So yeah. that's awesome to see. I have to second that. I don't think we've talked about Magnanimous on our show, but mm-hmm. we did drink. I mean, of course, you get it because you're in Tampa, but I had right. some beer sent to me from Magnanimous, and uh, and it is fantastic. I have to agree that they are making some really good beers, and Jeff, enjoy it. Um, the ones I had, they were all really well done and uh, very tasty. Yeah. yeah, they certainly do a good job with that. Um, Mr. Eric Gronley is drinking an Anoka Fest by 10K Brewing at GHQ, wherever that might be. This is a soupy, soupy, soupy. <laughs> this is a super tasty Oktoberfest beer. Reddish copper color on the pour, rich bready flavors with light herbal spice hops, moderate dry finish. Prost. That, you that four and a half caps. That's Gronley headquarters, by the way. Come on, man. Oh, it is? Oh, <laughs> GHQ. It's okay. Have another beer. Have another space dust. I'm, well, look, I'm, I'm, well, you know what? That's what everybody's drinking. Now that we, we're recording live here at Grotley headquarters, drinking some Anoka Fest by Ted K. Cheers, guys. That's what everybody's drinking. Don't forget to follow me on uh, Untapped. Want us to read your check-ins. GHQ is my house. Thanks, Eric. Uh, are we done? Is that it? We're done. Okay. Wow. That was a quick list. That was a short list. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, my beer glass is empty. So what t- What does that mean, Chris? What? Oh, it means you're it slow. Means I need to finish this. No. No, no. It means I'm enjoying my beer and uh, I need to finish this. Okay. Well, while you finish that, Chris, let me go ahead and introduce our next beer, which will be a tasting notes beer from Core 4 Brewing. This is the Highway... 33. I think that's kind of, there you go. Ready. Yes. And it's, uh, it's Red a weed green can. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it says, comes in at 6.1% ABV, 24 IBUs. This is a wheat beer that started them all inspired by the time our brewers spent playing in the wheat fields of Kingfisher, Oklahoma. Nice, refreshing, okay. unfiltered wheat is perfect after a long, hot day on the combine. So, yeah, this was one of the beers that uh, Buck Buchanan and Jill Buchanan of Core 4 Brewing uh, sent Chris and I. And we are lucky enough to be able to taste it on air tonight and give us give everyone our tasting notes. So let's go ahead and open this up and pour it into uh, a glass. I'm going to pour it into my lager B-cup. There's a dog hair on my beer can, Denny. I don't know why. I think it's a Cajun here too, so that's okay. Now I, uh, you know what? I think I need to buy a new set of B cups because my logger cup, my logger cup, uh, I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It, it's uh, it's been uh, demolished. It's been demolished, or it broke, or. But I don't know. Once once that happened, I'm sure it was recycled responsibly. Of course, they're resp- recyclable, dishwasher safe, BPA free. Uh, you know, good stuff. So, 
let's get the uh condensation off this yeah well, i've got some glass. condensation on my glass too but it's still i have to i i have to admire uh core four brewing for making some nice clear beers i mean this one you this one's you know has a little bit a of little uh haze, haze to, to it. it but it's not it's not a hefeweizen right it's oh so I totally forgot to tell you if you yeah. and I didn't. Did you and I get the chance to talk about the hazy IPA no. from the last show? No. So I was texting back and forth with Buck and I said to him, Hey, the beers were great. Thank you so much. And he goes, Yeah, man, you know, one of the things that we've been having trouble with is the haze in our hazy <laughs> IPA falls out. <laughs> and I went, No kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know, I said, Interestingly enough, mine was hazy and Denny's was clear. <laughs> All the way at the end, it was clear. I all poured the whole yeah, thing in and not a in. single haze. <laughs> and man, it was, uh, it just made me laugh. Uh, I was sitting in my, at my desk in my office and I, I just started laughing. And Megan goes, what are you laughing so hard about? And I was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, this one's definitely a little on the, I don't know, it's tough to see. It, in it the, is tough to see. I, yeah, I've got the but... condensation, but it's not, it's not like, it's it's definitely not a Hefeweizen. Um, it, I think it no. just has a nice, uh, you know, kind of a golden, like it's a light straw, straw colored, I guess. I, I'm not sure what to call this. It's, I don't know. I'd go gold. golden. Um, it's a little bit golden. Gold, yeah. Yellow gold. Sure. Like a, uh... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, uh, I'm I'm losing my uh, my my train of thought on as far as the color, but it's it's lighter than a than a brilliant gold, maybe a light gold. No, I mean, I would go with I would go with maybe like a dark straw. Dark straw. I would go with yeah. golden. I would think of uh, well, hell, I'd think of wheat. Yeah, actually, you're right. It kind of looks like some. Uh, actually, you know what? Stalks it's got some or, uh, barley, like some uh, or epis, yeah. epis, or wheat. So, um, so it did have a head when I first poured it, but it's dissipated out. Um, it's uh, it's gone. Yeah, it's pretty much gone. Totally gone. Uh, light, light, off-white head with more coarser bubbles, which is I think normal. Bullet. I wonder. Uh, can we see a color here? <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Look at this. Okay. Kicking ass in the tech game. So yeah, that's the color wow. we're kind of looking at. That's make a good screensaver. All right. So, all right. You ready? Yeah, let's go take a whiff let's, of this. So I don't know about you, Denny, but uh, with us, so about a month ago, for those of you that didn't know, I got COVID, couldn't taste or smell anything. And my smell and taste has come back, but it's um, now I'm getting into allergy season mm -hmm. here. So that's a, been affecting me a lot. Um, but this just in general, I, I get really just subtle, like, fruity smells yeah like, uh, almost like berries strawberries um nothing overpowering yeah nothing strong I, I i also get a light fruity character and i'm trying to i'm trying to pick it up as far as like you know be able to uh define what what that fruitiness is it's mm -hmm. but it's it's like i'm trying so hard to smell it it's so subtle it's almost that... like bubble gum but not really bubble gum like a not really bubble gum. I, you know what? Maybe it'll come out in the flavor. Maybe that's what we need to do. But there's no strong aroma from here. It's a very Give light, a swirl. light, um, like fruit sweetness. 
yeah. that comes off and just very, uh, very subtle. So let's go ahead and drink it because obviously I'm having trouble picking up. We're both having trouble picking up the aroma. Yep. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I learned, so sadly, a couple of years back, I started the practice of doing the BJC pro BJCP program, BJCP testing mm-hmm. practice, all that good stuff. And one of the things that I learned there, because I, with work, I just, I couldn't put the time into it, was to swirl your glass, put your hand over it, swirl your glass, and then smell it. So it kind of traps those aromas a little bit. Just you're, if with a glass that full, you're going to get it on your hand. Just look. I'm making Don't, a mess over no here. Problem. Come on, man. Look. This is not working. <laughs> you, you wipe core four brewing on a Sierra Nevada t-shirt and magic happens. <laughs> then smell your hand. And it smells like beer. It smells like beer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can't go wrong. So I'm getting um, like some a grainy character. Uh, I'm getting. It's hard to. It's like it's like a mixed grain uh, character. Maybe wheat. Maybe a weedy, uh, grainy uh, character out of the flavor. So the uh, <clears throat> so you had read uh, read the listing off of Untapped, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the only thing that it at least discusses in here, as far as the listing and untapped goes, is just, you know, just nice, refreshing, yeah. uh, perfect after a, a long, hot day. So, uh, I think this one specifically, I mean, it's 6.1%, 24 IBUs and it is, it's very simple mm-hmm. and just, damn, it's good. Yeah. So 6.1% is uh, hard to believe because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't taste like it's got 6. Yeah. 6% alcohol in here, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is jump. Nothing is like punching you in the face, right? If you do want a nice, refreshing, easy to drink beer after a hot day on the, out in the field, ah, this will work. Uh, I mean, it, it, I, I get a little bit of, I'm trying to, to, like put it into words, but like a grainy malt character. Um, but I'm having trouble getting the words, but and it might be weedy, maybe a weedy character. I, I don't really, I mean, I, I think of wheat when I, when I like, uh, you know, have my, my, uh, my whole wheat, uh, flapjacks, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of comes across that, that, uh, grain, like extra grainy, uh, weediness so maybe that's what it is but yeah it's a good beer uh there's definitely there's i mean very low bitterness well mm-hmm. balanced um the sweetness the fruity sweetness that you might get on the nose doesn't come through strong in the flavor no. at all it's it comes across really well balanced kind of going back to the aromas in it as i'm getting more room to kind of swirl my the liquid in my glass around I'm getting some kind of like citrus, lemon, lemony, very, very, again, very, very subtle smells, but um, something like lemon or even orange. But it's very faint. Yeah, it's very and, faint. Yeah. And, and and like you said, it's none of these flavors are just like super strong. Uh, and I think that's one of the things I really like about this is that it's just it's so it's so balanced like everything works together so well and it doesn't have to be this just overpowering like hop kick in your face yeah. or 
you know, it's the malt is just dialed up so high that you're getting this mouth coating sweetness in, in your beer. I think they nailed it with the description on it. Nice, refreshing, unfiltered wheat. I mean, if I was to grab a beer after hanging out on a piece of heavy equipment, I'd grab this. Yeah. Yeah. I'd grab this all day. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Maybe, maybe what it is is we're getting subtle hints of, of, yeah, like some orange citrus just like in the background or maybe some lemon. This is, this one, it's amazing. Lately, I've been tasting lemon in everything I drink. This one, I don't taste the lemon or lemongrass, but maybe I'm just getting maybe some light orangey citrus but i mean again nothing pronounced and mm -hmm. the body is perfect on this it's not heavy um it's not too thin it just you know tastes like you're drinking a beer uh and it's yeah refreshing i, I mean i like this beer a lot uh, i'm, I'm yeah, having trouble too. describing it because it's just uh a pretty mellow beer that it has flavor but it's just n not something that stands out where you can def definitely pick it out i my my palate is not as refined to be able to fine-tune you know pick small little things out of this subtle beer but uh but yeah very enjoyable i like this wheat ale now i now i can't wait to get into the brew buzz where we talk about all the you know all the uh, uh the characteristics and maybe we'll be able to pull out some you know some of uh of this beer in the style guidelines well i think too that this is going to be uh this is going to be one of the one of those beers that if you were to if you were to walk into a beer and you were kind of the big beer drinking kind of guy, you were like, well, you know, I'm normally drinking Bud Light or Budweiser or, you know, something like that. Now, those are lagers. These are ales, I'd imagine. Um, I think this would be a good segue for someone into, into craft beer, too, because I think that's one of the big things that, Denny, you and I are so used to that we see this, you know, we're, we're craft beer, we're Big, yeah, bold big bold, flavors, yeah. and it's always and it's always those big things where it just kind of, you know, it's like oh, super hoppy or, or roasty or one, you know, some big flavor or flavors. And when we get a hold of a beer like this, we're like, wait a minute, it's mellow. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? But in a very, very good way. Yeah, this is a perfect gate. You're right. This is a perfect gateway beer. I mean, I if if Core Four Brewing was uh, was a nationwide you know, brewery, um, I could definitely recommend this as a gateway beer to people that, that yeah. don't like necessarily like beer or don't know, don't want to go extreme in transitioning mm -hmm. and, and have a really enjoyable experience. Uh, and, and better than, I mean, this, this is not a blue moon, but no, this is the equivalent of what blue moon was to a lot of people that were transitioning in, you know, at that time, this is a much better, beer um that you know that i think could be a real good transition um beer mm -hmm. on i mean and it's different than the transition beer of sierra nevada pale ale uh, because yeah. this because a pale ale still has a more bolder flavors in it that that might turn someone off even though it is pretty mellow this one just I, there's nothing that's going to turn anyone off except an mm -hmm. ipa only drinker that only wants hoppy bitter things they may not like this because it's not hoppy or bitter. But anyone that's yeah. coming to the craft beer scene that doesn't necessarily like the beers they've tried before when they're at a frat party or whatever, and you know, yeah. this is something that they could definitely enjoy. And I, well, I, I, and I like is, it a lot. 
Yeah, I certainly do as well. And I think this is one of those one of those beers because you and I talk about this all the time. Beer flavored yeah. beers. <laughs> this is the epitome of yeah. beer flavored beer right here. Yeah, it's it's got a nice mellow, subtle malt flavor to it. Maybe it's the weediness to it that kind of mellows it out. But you know, you got a little bit of that beer flavor, um, and a super super smooth finish i mean the thing is mm-hmm. super easy to drink i, yeah. I mean 6.1 i could get wasted off of this stuff <laughs> it truly is 6.1 because you won't know you're drinking yeah. 6.1 beer so, no certainly yeah, not I, I would have put this in the in a category of maybe four percent beer to be honest with you so it's uh that's good all right well thank you i think chris and i both enjoyed this beer um Again, uh, wait till I finish it, but at a minimum, it's a four cap rating and it may get higher depending as it warms up. Uh, you know, I may rate it higher. I I did rate the, uh, the Blondale from last week, a five cap rating, just to let everyone know. Um, I did decide to go five on the, on the blonde. Um, and this one is going to be a four and above. Uh, I really enjoy it. Very well done beer. All right, guys, now it's time for the Brew Buzz, and the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, as we already mentioned, we're going to be talking about the American Wheat Ale style, a little bit about the history and what the Wheat Ale is all about, and we'll give you some examples to go out and try yourself. And like always, I am not the guru of craft beer styles. I can't just pull this stuff out of my butt. Uh, So I have to go out on the internet and go find some great articles out there to help me put this together. And there was three sites that I went to, three articles. Um, I I had one, it's called American Wheat Beer, was on the Craft Beer and Brewing website. had American Wheat Style, found on the craftbeer.com website. And American Wheat Beer Style Profile Brewing Tips and History, found on the kegerator.com website. You can find these links in the show notes if you want to go visit them and read them in whole. I only took bits and pieces of each of these articles and put together into a nice flow to talk about this style. So, Chris, I'll start it off. And and uh, I got it broken down into like the general what a weed ale is here, a little bit of history, subtle little hints to follow through and what we're going to talk about more detail. So I'll do that, and then I'll let you carry on in the next section. Okay. So in general... The American wheat beers are some of the most approachable beers in the craft beer world, and the versatility of wheat beer allows it to be combined with a variety of ingredients or enjoyed on its own alongside a wide variety of food options. The sizable portion of wheat malt used to brew the wheat beer lends to a lighter, distinctive experience compared to beers brewed with barley exclusively. And I have to agree that this one is definitely lighter in body than uh, what I'd expect from a beer that was uh, 6%. Uh, American wheat beer is a style popularized, popularized by American craft breweries, generally using malted wheat for 30% or more of the grist and fermented with either lager or neutral L yeast. Now, you heard that right. Lager or L yeast. So you can have a wheat mm. ale or wheat beer that can be either, either way. Hop character and bitterness levels vary from low to medium, uh, but all examples display mild, flower-like malt flavor. And maybe that flower-like flavor is what I was getting with the graininess, right? That gritty graininess. Maybe that's it. 
Beers brewed in this style do not exhibit clove, cinnamon, or nutmeg traits or high levels of banana-like esters that are hallmarks of the Bavarian wheat beer styles. And just a couple episodes ago, we did talk about the German wheat beer styles where they did have a high amount of clove, banana, uh, bubblegummy flavors. And this, these wheat ales, American wheat ales, do not have those characteristics. The American wheat beer is known worldwide as a refreshing summer style. And this beer right here from Core 4 Brewing is definitely that in uh, spades. All right, Chris, so why use wheat and what's the history behind it? So wheat in malted and unmalted forms, <clears throat> excuse me, has long been used in making beer as evidenced by several classic European styles using the grain like the wit, Lambic, Berliner Weiss, and Bavarian Hefeweizen. Historically, these styles have often been accounted for a significant portion of beer sales in their respective regions. Now, wheat, at least as a brewing ingredient, probably stretches back to the very beginnings of agriculture, but most of its known history is tied to German and Belgium, or I'm sorry, Germany and Belgium, with references as early as 1500. However, these styles found little popularity outside their native homes and remained virtually unknown. Anti-German sentiments after World War I and the start of Prohibition ensured any progress these styles may have been making into America during the 1800s, they withered and died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the popularity of German culture, including its beer styles, would reemerge with the post-World War II occupation of Germany that extended into 1952. This renewed interest caused an upswing in the amount of imported German beer. Before the 1980s, beers were rarely made with wheat in the United States. American wheat beer developed during that decade as startup microbreweries emulated European styles, especially Bavarian Hefeweizen. The resulting beers looked like the original, but offered a novel flavor experience. In 1984, Anchor Brewing, one of America's oldest breweries, released their Anchor Summer Wheat. This beer had subtle differences when compared to its German cousins. The yeast used was Anchor's own house ale yeast and fermented to a more neutral and cleaner profile. The beer also had a more hop-forward character. The new style was adopted by the fledgling craft beer revolution, and today its expression continues to broaden and deepen. The key to the American wheat beer's flavor stems from yeast selection and fermentation practices. Without access to the specialty Bavarian Weizen yeast so critical to the Hefeweizen brewers, they were forced to use clean fermenting American ale and lager yeast. The Americans, uh, American wheat's composition gives it a particularly inviting style, accepting of additional ingredients. This approach gives American wheat beer a subdued fruitiness there you go. Mm -hmm. While uh, eliminating the phenolic clove-like traits associated with German Weizen strains. Yeah. So it's a nice little history about how. So basically, American wheat ales came about because they couldn't get the yeast from German to, that produces all those esters that give you those flavors. You couldn't get the malts that Germany had, and uh, so, um, so yeah, so. There we go. A nice little, well, nice little history story we, there. We made it work. Yeah, made it, we made it, made work it work. What we had, and made it our own, and made a a great little uh, a wheat ale or wheat beer. 
Yeah. All right, so let's go into some of the style character characteristics. Now, I'm going to go over in a story form, and then later we'll go ahead and just recap those. Chris, I'll let you recap those in the actual, uh, just so we can just spell them out, because this is kind of, uh, you know, a lot of pros here. So while American brewers use malted wheat like the Germans, they generally generally use less, as little as 30% of the grist and rarely more than 50%. The balance of the grist comes from pale two-real malt. The huskless grain wheat malt does not deliver the same lightly toasted flavors found in barley malt. Recipes are generally formulated to result in a beer with 4 to 5.5% ABV, and the soft, flower-like flavors from the wheat malt give the style a relatively mild flavor and good drinkability. A slightly tangy, light acidity is common. And maybe that's what we're getting the flavor from, is maybe that little light acidity gives us that citrusy kind of feel, right? Maybe that's maybe that's it. That could be yeah. it. There's one thing that you said a couple of times, right? One of the things that this article describes is soft flower-like flavors. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to point out that this is not flower, F-L-O-W-E-R. This is flower-like, like F-L-O-U-R, yeah. <laughs> like the stuff you get in the bag <laughs> from the mill, right? That's true. Flour like you make bread with. Um, and I would agree with it because, well, obviously, we're using wheat, which is where most people get flour from. Um, and it's it's just... A, Again, with everything else, it's very subtle, very mellow, but it's there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think this this article is helping to point out some of the things that we're going, but what is yeah. that? what is that thing that we've got going on there that we just can't put our finger on? Yeah, and and I and really I think that tangy, that slight tangy flavor is what I'm we're kind of trying to figure out and it's just it's just too hard right it's not a real mm-hmm. flavor it's just a feeling and a sensation and not necessarily a, a full-on flavor or are we being subjected to the placebo effect we're just going with what we're doing yeah. <laughs> it could be that could be but we already knew there was something in there I, you know I, we said orange yeah. i said orange but not in yeah. like a strong orange just in that again that tangy character right i was trying to explain my feeling or whatever, what I mm-hmm. felt in the beer, but it was, I couldn't, I, I definitely couldn't say orange for sure, or lemon. You said lemon. They're yeah. both, uh, you know, tangy, citrusy fruits, sure. but but not typically citrus citrus as you get in a, a beer that has citrus hop character in it. It's, it's definitely not that. It's very subtle and, and just in the in the background. So I think that's what we're feeling. All right, the resulting beer beers are pale yellow, Okay, so that's kind of what we had here, pale pale yellow. or uh, And the high protein content of the wheat malt contributes to a hazier, cloudy appearance. And it is, it is cloudy. Um, it's mm-hmm. a clear cloudy. I mean, it's not like a, like a super, uh, you know, can't see it through it, uh, hazy uh, appearance. Lightly translucent. Yeah. Despite this, bready yeast <clears throat> flavors are not seen as an acceptable style. For the trait, and I didn't get any breadiness. I just got this grainy <clears throat> character, right? The flower, the flowery character, or whatever. While hop usage varies, the relatively light malt base means that hopping must be kept in check to prevent overwhelming the beer. Bitterness may range from ten to thirty-five IBUs, but is usually at the lower end of this range and generally perceived as low to moderate. Many examples use flavor and aroma hopping with American varieties for a low to medium citrus or piney trait. 
European aroma hops are occasionally used for a similar level of floral or spicy effect. Despite significant flavor differences between American and German wheat beers, many U.S. brewers use the German words Weizen, Weiss, Hefeweizen in naming wheat beers made in the American style. As a result of this twisting of the nomenclature, consumers rarely know whether to expect the German traditional flavor profile or the American flavor profile when buying U.S.-made wheat beers. Now, that is true even five years ago, I would say that's a true statement. I think right now, in the state of craft beer, brewers are smart enough, and at least what I have seen in most breweries that I visit that have a, a wheat ale or a Hefeweizen, they are specifying if it's a German wheat, bale, wheat ale or German Hefeweizen versus an American. They're, they're actually spelling it out so people know this is this style. And I think that helps a lot. But early on, especially go 20 years ago, you just saw mm-hmm. Hefeweizen or wheat. Yeah. And it was, and most of the time, it was a German style beer. And then when you did get one that wasn't that, it was like, what's this? This is not, yeah, this yeah, is not what I expected. Different. That's like, uh, what was that company that made that? It was just called Hef uh, Pyramid? That, no, it's uh, Wimmer Brothers. Wimmer Brothers. It's called, yeah, it's yeah. called Hefeweizen. Hefe, they, they, it used to be the Wimmer. Wimmer Brothers Hefeweizen, and they shortened the name to Hef, Hefe, which we'll talk about in our commercial examples here in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you're leading up to the, the, the finish here. I didn't even read that. It's awesome. That's right. So American wheat beer has been a popular base for making fruit beers. Raspberries were often used in the 1990s, but less assertive fruits are more often used now. Pale color and mild flavor of American wheat beer can allow easy expression of fruit traits. Now, this is a this is true. Um, you know, I always talk about Thomas Kemper Brewing right outside the sub-base in Washington, and they had a raspberry wheat ale, and it was an, it was an American wheat because it didn't have the, it, it, it was kind of this base wheat beer style, but they threw in raspberries to give it a little bit extra twist. And it was very refreshing and and very fruity, like like the first fruit beer I ever had. But it was, but you can only drink one of them, right? Because that fruit was like strong. Because a wheat ale is so like low in 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 flavor or or boldness that the fruit just took on a, a big role in that. And they, you know, same thing with uh, with pyramid. You mentioned pyramid. Pyramid had the apricot ale, which is just That's an apricot put into a, a, a wheat ale base. Um, so, I mean, a lot of, early on in the 90s and uh, in a, especially in the, in the 90s, there was a lot of fruit put into these wheat ales. Uh, just to finish this up, its light character makes it a smooth American beer to pair with lighter foods like salads, shellfish, fresh cheeses, cheeses like chev, and fruit desserts like sorbet or sherbet or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so, though, that's kind of just explains the sequence of the style characteristics in uh, in prose form. And now, Chris, why don't you go ahead and recap the style for all those that didn't follow along and just give them the, the, the down and dirty. Well, and, and I wanted to touch on one thing, too, because you and I were talking about that, that citrus flavor, that, that tart and tangy flavor. As, as this is warming up, I'm getting a lot more of that kind of on the back of my palate. Yeah, me too. And I'm getting that 
it's almost like, um, and I'm not saying it's a, it's kind of how like when you use vinegar in foods, oh. I'm not saying the beer has a no, vinegar no, yeah, taste, yeah, but, but I'm saying it, the, the kind of feeling you get when you eat those, those tart and tangy, it's tangy, yeah. um, that it's definitely changed from this uh, very mellow, quiet beer to now it's as, as it's coming to room temperature because I have barely anything I know, I have the left. same amount. It's Look, we're, we're equal. So we have the same exact amount. <laughs> All right. Well, then, cheers to you. Cheers. Let's finish this up. Hmm. But it's just this all the way in the back of your of your palate. It's just this this twang. It's a tanginess, yeah, uh, yeah. That I totally get now. And even as we were reading this, I'm going, okay, yeah. The, the citrus thought is is nice to look at it, but now as we're drinking it and it's progressing and warming up, it's definitely that 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 tart tangy twang yeah, to it. Yeah, I I, I almost at, at the end of this as it warmed up, I almost start getting. And maybe because I was reading about adding fruit to it, but I almost mm -hmm. get a berry like sensation, like a, you know, like a spritzer of uh, berry esters in there or whatever. But well, and that's what I picked up on the on the initial aroma, too. Even when it was cold out of the cooler, mm -hmm. I, I immediately thought of strawberries or berries, yeah. raspberry, blackberry, yeah, like a, like a, like a mixed berry yeah, thing where it's where it kind of. I can't pinpoint one. It's almost like a mix of blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, you know, all these kind of berries just have that little faint mm -hmm. char same character in the back background. But I always hate it when you uh when you talk about the food pairings to put it with, because now I want like a salad with goat cheese on it or, <laughs> yeah. or that sounds some, good. I just you know, some, I just had a salad for dinner. I should have drank this beer with uh, the salad I had. See? <laughs> um or shellfish. Seafood's always good. All right, so let's recap this style a little bit. Um, the appearance on this one, the color is going to be straw colored to light amber. Um, the clarity, brilliant to slight haze. And the carbonation, at least visually, is going to be medium to fast rising bubbles. In the flavor and aroma, uh, the alcohol, there is no detectable bits, at least specifically in this beer, of alcohol. It's not detectable to very, very, to very mild. Uh, as far as the flavors go. Hop aroma, flavor and bitterness are low to medium. Malts are going to be grainy wheat. Esters, it can be present. Phenols can be present as well. And then uh, fermentation byproducts, very low levels of diacetyl may be no, acceptable. No, if I remember... No, I'm not having any diacetyl, diacetyl in my beer. <laughs> no. Is diacetyl is butter or sour apple? No, no. It's butter. It's the butterscotch. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. popcorn butter-ish right. type. Popcorn yeah. butter. There we go. Um, sensations. The body is going to vary. Uh, carbonation is going to be medium to high. The finish length uh, is going to vary. Attenuation will be medium to high. And then we'll move into some of the ingredients. Uh, the ingredients, hops, uh, Will Willamette or Centennial hops will be uh, usually used in this one. The malts you're going to find, malted wheat, hence the wheat ale, and American two-row. And then, like they discussed earlier, the yeast you can use can be lager or ale. Yeah. Now, I'd love to find an option where they use one of each. That'd be pretty uh, <laughs> You mean the same beer? You do one with, yeah, so you create the same beer. You ferment one with lager yeast and you ferment one with ale yeast. And oh, wow. See what the differences would Actually, be. Actually, that would, that would no. be cool. That would be cool. 
Okay, if any breweries are out there doing it, please let us know. I've sold all my home brewing equipment. <laughs> anyway, um, commercial examples of the American Wheat Ale, Widmer Brothers Hefeweizen, there you go. which, thank you. Uh, Bell's Brewing Oberon, always a good choice. Three Floyds Brewing Gumball Head, mm. Anchor Brewing Summer mm. Wheat, Goose Island Brewing 312's Urban Wheat, and Sierra Nevada. Right. Okay. Uh, they're they're uh, old Chico wheat. Yeah, there's a lot of those are just the ones that are the ones you might see more often, and you'll have your local ones. But these are more widespread in yeah. regions. Well, that was okay. a very good brew buzz. I guess we're gonna bust out our next beer here. Let it warm up yeah. a second. I mean, let's we'll move on. We'll move right yeah. along. Uh, because we're so Denny said we had two beers. Yeah. Next one on the list is going to be Oklahoma Sunset. So there's the uh, the specs for that one. If I'm reading backwards, it says 37 IBUs, 5.3% ABV. That's right. All you right. nailed it. Uh, Oklahoma Sunset. So let's crack this bad boy open. Let's see what happens. Oh, I like the color of this. Yeah, one. this is. Nice. Now, oh, the color though. So I think Denny, I, this is beautiful. I'm pretty sure you're you're a fan of ambers too. If I remember, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of ambers. The style, amber style is not my favorite. I like more leaning towards the red ale, but I have really been growing more fond of ambers of late, and uh, yeah. I love the I love the coloring on this one. I mean, this is just a yeah. really. Um, so do I. Garnet, oh, too much head garnet there, color. <laughs> I mean, just really nice reddish. You know, nice red color. I I love the color on this. That's a that's a good word to use. That's a that's a color <laughs> that doesn't get talked about very often. Garnet, garnet. It's a garnet color, but maybe garnet is mm-hmm. too dark. I don't know. It's but it's got a it's got a nice reddish hue to it. I I. I love this color and the head. Fantastic. Look, it's sticking around. It's got yeah, combination of course and very dense, small bubbles in there too. It's really mm-hmm. nice. So here we'll go. We'll go back to this one, but Denny was just talking about yeah. how we have a little bit of everything yeah. in there. I mean, it's, it's bubbling away, but it's all, it almost looks like if you were really super close to it, it's almost like you're uh Cooking pancakes yeah, in the morning. Yeah, it's it's almost ready to flip. Look at those bubbles pumping like up. Fun, yeah, it's ready, man. It's time to flip that pancake. I want pancakes. So there we okay, go. so for one, I give the color uh, th- two thumbs up on the color. Uh, yeah. The head, so if you two thumbs up on the head. Both so far, the the appearance <laughs> is very nice on this beer. So if you look at this, at least from my perspective, if you guys ever saw the movie Jurassic Park, this is like the amber on the head on the uh, the top of what was the uh, the spared no expense guy. This is the color of the uh, mosquito. The mosquito, amber. yeah, yeah, the amber. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely amber. So this is yeah, amber, dark amber color for sure. It's dark amber. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know about you, Denny, but my head is just about gone. But we still got a nice, solid layer of bubbles uh, across the top of it. Yeah, and uh, a little bit stuck to the side of the glass. So or around the side of the glass, it's kind of working its way up the side. But 
they're about gone. Yeah. So I think it's time to give it a little, I'm going to give mine a little swirl so I can. Yeah. It's got. Smell it. It's got nice aroma. Comes off a little bit, a little bit of a hint of sweetness in there, but not like overly sweet. Yeah. Some, uh, almost some caramel in there. It's got some caramel, like some burnt, like some almost, you know, toffee caramel, like burnt caramel. Starting to burn yeah, sugar. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Like some, yeah, some nice uh, creme brulee, creme brulee uh, covering mm-hmm. there. Oh, actually, we know what we had. So we could read this. Our American Amber is a smooth and clean drinker with caramel and malty hints, which we just got in the nose. It's a nice array of amber color is as brilliant as an Oklahoma sunset. And, uh, yeah. I can vouch yeah. for that. I've seen uh, a few Oklahoma oh, sunsets. Yeah, you were camping in Oklahoma, didn't you? <laughs> like yeah, two, two years did. ago. Jeez, I know, and it it was um, yeah, it was right before. No, it was last year. It was last last June. No. Yeah, it was it because it was right over Father's Day, and it was right as in 2020. COVID was kicking off. Yeah, because we were concerned about flying and all that good stuff. Well, COVID was already full blown by June. I'm <laughs> just saying. It's not here in Florida. <laughs> anyway, that's a conversation that we'll, we won't start. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember um, getting like the, uh, the the Facebook reminders okay. or the, the memories that popped up. I, I could swear it was two years ago, but you know me. It feels like yeah, it was two years ago. Me and my ago. aging mind is, uh, don't, don't trust me. I don't me. know, man. What... A, well, I don't know. One of the things that I've heard is that the older you get, the faster time mm-hmm. goes. And this year has been cruising. Yeah. So if that's the case, by the time I hit, well, and not to pick on you, but by the time <laughs> I hit like 50, like time is going to be this. There's going to be nothing. Yeah, it's pretty fast. But I don't know how you do it. Well, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, look at my beard. This is only three weeks and I've already got, uh, you know, pretty good. It looks good. Pretty good beard going. Uh, it's nice and it's it's uh it's coming in nice and it's uh it's a good look on you. It's, Sarah's uh, happy. Sarah likes the beard and uh, but she understands that sometimes I like to change it up and get a nice clean, cooler all right, face. All right, look, I and I've said this to even even Manny. Like, guys, don't 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 cut your beards. We look weird without. Yeah. Them. Especially if you if you have them and then they grow back and you cut them and then I don't know just looks weird. All right, can we drink this beer now? Let's taste this beer. Yeah, I've already what got it. it. <laughs> I've been drinking because I can't hold back. So this one does have uh, what's nice about this is a lot of times ambers can be a so there's ambers and there's red ales. And a lot, right. and, and the difference between the amber and the red ale is typically the 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 finish, the the dryness mm-hmm. of the finish. And sometimes the red ale will have a little bit more hop character to it than the amber. Amber will be more malt forward. A red ale might have a little bit more hoppiness that might it has a malt body to it or base to it, but finishes off with more hop character and, and maybe a little bit bitter. Um, this one. I won't say he finishes off like super bitter, but definitely ends on a on a on a dry, uh, bitter note. Uh, 
and and almost sucks some of the moisture out of you, right? It, it yeah. has enough where it starts yeah. sucking out some of that some of the moisture in your mouth, uh, dryness. So it definitely definitely comes across dry. Uh, so I had a, an interesting uh, on Wednesday. Um, I actually did, and I'm not going to mention any brewery names, but I did a secret shop for a brewery oh. through the Secret Hopper. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked about them a, a couple of years ago. Uh, Andrew, if you're listening, cheers, buddy. Uh, well, I got to try one of the beers that I tried because part of my secret shop was to get a flight of beers. And in my flight, I had a red ale. Now, I really like, I really enjoy red ales because you get some maltiness. But like you mentioned, you get some hop mm-hmm. bitterness, too. And this red ale that I tried, it threw me because I drank it. It was nothing but malt. Oh. <laughs> And I had to kind of sit and focus on it a little bit because I'm going, is this just malt or is this keg old mm. and nobody's drinking the red ale and it's starting to oxidize. And I was even talking to the, uh, the, the, uh, the bartender about it. I was like, look, normally the red ales that I get, these are, they're hoppy and kind of, you know, citrusy and yeah, you get a little bit of malt to them, but, but this one, like it was mostly malt which kind of threw me off. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> this one is kind of leaning towards the opposite way, right? Like you mentioned that the amber ale is normally a little sweeter, a little more malt forward, and you might get a little hoppiness to it. But the there's that bitterness at the mm-hmm. very end of this too, mm-hmm. that it's almost like that, that, it's like that toffee, but then it's, bitterness that it's almost like burnt but not and mm-hmm. in a good way yeah yeah because this is a lot different than any any of the other ambers that i've ever had yeah this this, this is one I, I like this, this one i get uh i get uh yeah like a like a toffee a musky toffee malty character that finishes off dr- really dry i mean i'll say that this beer finishes off really dry so dry mm-hmm. that I feel like my mouth is dry, which I which I appreciate. Um, not a lot of hop character in it. You know, I'm not getting a lot of uh, like a specific hop character at at the finish, but um, but this is more in the if this is more towards the ambers that I like, right? Bordering mm-hmm. on amber to red ale. Um, I definitely typically like all red ales that I have, and ambers. I like that lean more towards the red ale category that don't have the sweetness yeah. that, that in dry. Um, this one might end a little bit too dry though. It's the only thing I have to say is that I like a dry beer, but this one is, I mean, I might need to get some Vaseline on my lips to, to, to <laughs> 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 I feel like I'm well, this is like going to start splitting. It's like if, yeah. It's like if an amber and a red ale had a baby. Mm-hmm. Like you mix the half and half of one a red ale and an amber, you pour them, you know, half in a glass together. And it, no, but I do enjoy this beer. I, I joke around about mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 splitting lip thing. It's just it does have an astringency in the in the back where it does tend to feel like it's a little bit too dry. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still a good beer. Um, it's not overly bitter. Uh, it's not overly sweet. It's a good balance between the two, just a little bit drier. It's definitely, if I go back and look at the, so episode 69, we talk about the Amber style 
guidelines and we break down the amber style and the red ale style as well, I think, in both in both that. Um be mm-hmm. curious to go back and see what the notes are because um uh you know, see see where this falls in there. But yeah, I, I enjoy this. Um I I'll tell you I enjoy the weed ale a little bit better because it was so drinkable. This is drinkable, but yeah. I'm not gonna have more than one pint of this one where the no. weed ale, I'm gonna drink a six pack and then get a growler to go home and drink that yeah. when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But this yeah, is a good I, I, this I'm is a good beer. Like, like I said, the coloring, the head, the appearance. Um, I like the I like the whole flavor profile of it. Uh I just think it needs to be a little less dry and it would be like a, a perfect red L. Yeah, it's it's still that's also true, right? Because we're drinking an amber. But there's a lot of red ale mm-hmm. characteristics to this one too. And really, I feel like in the the easy answer of the difference between the two, one's just more hoppy and one's more malty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris. Anything else to say? Because uh, it smells really good, though. Because we're trying to, <laughs> we're almost really at an good. hour and a half. I want to try to keep this show uh, not too much longer. Well, then let's move on to the next. Okay. The next segment is our new and noteworthy beers. And Chris, this week you do have some new and noteworthy. So why don't you go ahead and talk about the beers you want to chat about? Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to play catch up. I'm, uh, I think, less than 20 beers away from my 2,500 check-in on Untapped. Not as cool (laughs) as you and some of the other guys that follow on Untapped, but, you know. I'm there. I'm getting there. Um, so the first beer that I had actually is uh, out by you, Denny's, from Pelican mm-hmm. Brewing, which is in Oregon, yeah. if I remember yep. correctly. Um, and I've seen pictures of their brewery before. Man, I want to go there just because of the brewery. And uh, it, from what I remember, at least the pictures that I saw, it's like right on the beach yep. almost. Yep. That's what it looks like. Um, it was their father of all tsunamis. 2021 version um and this was an imperial an imperial stout aged in whiskey barrels if i do remember correctly denny you also had this beer because after i checked into it i was like oh i wonder how our how our check-ins compared you and i rated it i believe the exact same rating four okay and interestingly enough this beer uh, a lot of the spirit aged stouts that i've been drinking lately whether it's bourbon or whiskey or tequila or whatever they always have this like this super sweetness to it this beer was very just roasty roasty like i'm gonna punch you in the face with some (laughs) roast um with this beer and clocking it at 11.2 percent if i do remember correctly yeah it's a big Um, beer it made uh, playing family game night. You know, we're playing life. I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it made life fun so much better. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. It made life a lot better. Um, but yeah, I gave it a four cap rating. Uh, just the biggest thing. It was so super roasty. And the, any of the, the spirits or the whiskey flavor that was in it, very subtle, um, not very prominent or anything like that. And I do personally enjoy if I'm having a barrel aged beer, like I like the flavor of the oak yeah. and the vanilla yeah. and even the actual spirit that comes out. This was more just kind of leaning towards that roastiness of a stout that is good in its own too, but I was expecting something else. 
Next is going to be from Swan Brewing in Lakeland, Florida, which is about a half hour east of us. It's called The Bean. Four and a half caps for The Bean. Sometimes you want to click that <laughs> bean too. Um, and this beer was a blonde ale with coconut and coffee. Why are you laughing, Denny? I'm thinking of that uh, that one uh, brewery that names the flea flicker <laughs> or bean flicker, bean flicker uh, coffee. Bean flicker, yeah, in Michigan, um, right? So this, I don't know, but <laughs> this beer, um, according to Swan Brewing, this is the beer that put them on the map. This is a blonde ale, but it's a coffee coconut blonde okay. ale, and they did this one so right. Oh man, I uh, a lot of times when you drink a coconut beer, it's super fake coconut mm-hmm. flavored, or it's over the top, and it just it drowns out the rest of what the beer can yeah. be. Or sometimes coffee gets you that yeah. really astringent oh, yeah. taste, and it yeah. just messes with your whole palate. This was so good, just all muddled together, just so well. Four and a half caps for nice. this beer. Um, if this one gets distributed, I would love to buy this and have this in my refrigerator. <laughs> and the last one from Cigar City Brewing Company, their Ales for ALS. This is an impure Denny, my my memory has been pretty solid today. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself. Um, this is their, it's an Imperial IPA uh, rested on cedar. Okay. Not aged, but rested on cedar. And this cedar is one of those woods that if you put it in a beer, it can turn south yeah, rather yeah. quickly. It's a strong, and strong flavor. It's it's a very it's a strong yeah. wood. Um, it, <laughs> That's what she said. Those, yeah, it was uh, that. <laughs> it's funny as you say that. Megan texted me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the cedar was it was a nice addition to this beer. It was it was not one of those. You, you totally got all the hoppiness from the beer and you got to enjoy that. And there was just, just this kind of lingering flavor of this, you know, the cedar in the kind of the background of the beer. They played really well together. Uh, I gave this beer a four cap rating as well. And like I said, I'm playing catch up with, uh, with my beers moving towards that 2500 nice. or 2500th check-in. Um but I'm I'm I've got some pretty special stuff in my in my beer fridge. I've got one from Anchorage that will probably be my twenty five hundredth check in. One of those ones that I can't believe I spent that much money yeah. on. Um, so it better be damn good. So Denny, you have some dog barking, barking. yeah. Denny, yeah. I know Cajun's excited <laughs> about it too. Um, so what was on, uh, some of your new and noteworthy beers? So I, I have a few, I'll go, I'll go quickly through them. I have four beers I want to talk about. And then I want to talk about one of them about the brewery because special beers from my buddy, Alex. So the first one, uh, revision brewing. I haven't talked about a revision brewing beer for a long time because I've kind of been staying away from them because a lot of times they make good beers, but they, a lot of the hazies taste the same. And I just get tired yeah. of drinking the same beer but this time i saw that they made a beer with a collaboration with moxa brewing which is another california brewery uh and moxa uh has won some great american beer festival awards this year i i believe um and they did a collaboration that was a was a west coast ipa instead of a hazy i said okay or it's a double ipa actually i said okay let's go ahead and, and do this so 
Um, the beer they brewed is called Unrelenting uh, Maui's Chile. I think that's how you say it. Uh, and this uh, this is a double IPA, West Coast style. And I'll tell you what, this beer was so fantastic for a big 8.5% double IPA, uh, West Coast style, but not overly bitter, very drinkable, had some resinous character in there. Actually, you know what? I should bring up my untapped here because uh, that would explain it more because I can't remember exactly what it's all about, but I can read what I said about it. Um, I said, what? A clear double IPA? Such a beautiful, done, mm-hmm. tropical fruit, hop-forward beer. Some of my favorite hops in this one, and they don't disappoint. Glad to see Revision stepping away from the haze game for a minute. And I gave this beer a four and a quarter cap rating. I really enjoyed this beer, and it just was crystal clear. You could see right through it and had such great tropical fruit flavors and also some resonance to it that just was it was nice. It wasn't over the top, just done really well, smooth, uh, big beer. All right, that's the first one. The second one is from Lumberbeard Brewing out of Washington State. I always talk about I talk a lot about them because I really enjoy their beers. This is going in line a lot, you know, it's a Hellas Lager. It is Oktoberfest season. Even though Hellas Lager is not an Oktoberfest Marchson, it is still a lager. And why not drink lagers during Oktoberfest season? And this Hellas Lager was very good. What I said about this one is another very good beer from Lumberbeard. Malt character is pleasant with a little bit of sweetness and a great balance with the hops. A little grassy with maybe a hint of lemon. Maybe it's lemongrass. Four and a quarter cap rating for that one. The next beer is a a gift from my buddy Alex Fuchs from Israel. He came into town last week. And man, I, I don't know how I got so lucky to have a great friend like Alex. He always brings me beer. He brought me a bunch of beer from Israel, but because he always says, you know what, Denny, it's so hard to find beer that you haven't had in Israel that now <laughs> I'm bringing beer that comes into Israel from other countries around Israel. And I, he brought me my first Slovenia beer. Yes. Uh, it's wow. from uh, Gold or Green Gold Brewing. And it has this uh, Inga Sepaulenka. That's the real pronunciation of the of the uh, of the brewery. But um, this one is a uh, is a New England IPA from Slovenia, and it's called Cashmere New England IPA. My first Slovenia beer. Again, thanks to my buddy Alex. Cashmere hops playing center stage and providing a unique candy tropical citrus character. It has a very it has a fairly heavy body for a New England IPA style and also has a ripe fruit flavor in the finish. Four cap rating. And the artwork on the can is very, very nice. <laughs> it's got like, like a that. cherub, Slovenia, purple-haired uh, girl with her bare butt. Nice, yeah, nice butt. Nice butt. <laughs> artwork is fantastic. I mean, I re- I'm saving uh, this can because I think the artwork is great. So... Before I go on to my last beer, I just want to talk about Green Gold Brewing. Um, they have a website, and it does translate into English. So I recommend uh, going and searching for Gold Green Brewing 
go to the website and check out the beer selection they have. They have some very interesting, I mean, I just love the fact that they have great some great artwork. Um, pointing out the artwork, I love this one on the cashmere. I also love the one called, uh, called Dragon Slayer. It's a session IPA. Uh, artwork is insane. They also have some funny pun named beers. Uh, like, for example, Comet As You Are. It's a West Coast IPA. And the artwork is mimicking the Nirvana Nevermind cover of the baby in the pool. But it's a, a baby who's suing. Yeah, who's the... suing. Yeah, he's suing for <laughs> yeah for showing off his little wheelie. When you know little Willie, <laughs> but the little Willie is censored in this one. But I think it's a playoff of that whole thing. Um, but it makes me laugh when I saw it. He also has all be Kazbak, hazy IPA mimicking the Terminator, where it's basically a Terminator robot on one half of his face and a hop face on the other, and he's got the Terminator stuff in the background. I mean, very unique artwork, beers, um, and I really enjoyed this beer. So go check it out. Green Gold Brewing. Here. Here it is oh, you want to show a couple others? Yeah, the dragon. Yeah, that dragon, that, that is pretty wicked, huh? That's awesome. Yeah, I like that yeah. a lot. All right, so that was that one. Another beer that Alex brought that I had um, is a brewery I have had before, but not very often. It's called, it's from, it's Beavertown Brewing. Beavertown Brewing is in in England. Yeah, and so they do a lot of collaborations with American breweries. And so I've had collaborations they've done with American breweries, but I haven't had, I don't think any of their beers um, that they just do on their own until Alex brings them over from Israel. So I'm getting English beers through Israel back to the U.S. It's a big giant circle of craft beer <laughs> life right there. And this one is their Gamma Ray. And the Gamma Ray is an American pale ale. And what I said about this is, uh, again, big thanks to my buddy Alex for bringing me some Beavertown beers from Israel. This is a very pleasant pale ale with a solid malt backbone and tropical fruit, fruity, hoppy finish, four cap rating. And I really enjoyed this beer. It had some great flavors. Um, again, I saved the can because it has some nice can, you know, artwork with chrome like some chrome uh, things and just the same type of can stuff you like, Chris, with the little skulls, little aliens, yeah. ray guns. I mean, kind of nice. Alex has brought me a couple of these different Beavertown beers, so I'm looking forward to trying those. But, uh, yeah, so I just want to mention I want to give some love out to our non-U.S. listeners some beers that you either have tried or you might be able to find out there in England and the uh, uh, in Europe, so those are two that I really enjoy. Okay, Chris, you know what? We're trying to keep this down to under two hours, but bef- and here I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell okay. you this. Well, let's wrap, let's wrap it, it up. up. I gotta pee. Wrap it up. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, let's wrap this up while you give a, a couple toasts to some people you like to give a toast to tonight. Certainly. So I want to raise a glass to uh, a gentleman that I was talking to the other day. His name was Connor Larson. Uh, Denny, this is the guy that I was talking to via our Facebook page, what seems like a month or so ago. Um, Connor is co-owner of Gasparilla Pizza and Growlers right right here. Um, I mean, hell, I could walk to that place from here from my house. And uh, they are in the middle of expanding their business. They are growing. They are taking the 
building next to theirs and they are knocking out walls and they're uh, they're making their their uh, their restaurant bigger now interesting thing about connor connor lives in, in maine maine yeah. the state of maine by the way denny if i didn't tell you this he's former navy oh, okay okay um i personally cool dude to talk to i think we should talk to him a little let's more do it. if you want let's to. do it um i happened to order a pizza <laughs> for dinner the other night and I walked into Gasparilla Pizza and Growlers and I saw, okay, so Denny, you and I are pretty tall yeah, guys, yeah. right? Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, six, you, yeah, you're, so you and I are rather tall. I walked into Gasparilla Pizza and Growlers the other day to go pick up my order. And this mountain <laughs> of a gentleman walks towards the back and I went, that looks like the guy that I was talking to on Facebook the other day. So he went into the back of the restaurant, walked his way back to the front where he was when I first got there. And I said, is your name Connor? And he goes, he gave me that look like, yeah. <laughs> and I went, hey, I'm You've Chris McKenzie with Half the Craft Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's your here's your summons. Um, and he goes, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, just, you know, shook my hand and we were all excited. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this with the restaurant and our packaging with our beers and our growlers. And I was like, man, this is some cool stuff. I love seeing how this business is growing. Do you guys remember where I said he lives? Yeah, Maine. Maine. I live in Tampa. This was the most on a whim interaction that i've had in a long time the guy lives 1500 miles away and he's here about a mile from my house here checking in on his business and helping out with some uh, some renovations with his current business so connor it was great to meet you the other day i'm glad we got to uh chat a little bit see about some of the things that you guys are doing in your business over there and i'll tell you this if you listen to this and you hear me say this let me know the next time you're in tampa and we'll crack open some really great beers when you guys finish that renovation over at your restaurant. And we'll make sure you guys open that up in, in style with some really awesome <laughs> beers because he's getting, Denny, he is getting some amazing stuff here locally from his distributors. Um, he had Maine lunch yeah. available for, you could get one in a crowler or a growler or whatever you wanted. Um, some uh, great local stuff here. And he was really excited to tell me about some of the things that he was hoping to get a hold of from just local breweries, whether it was Tampa Bay Brewing Company or, you know, some of the other breweries around here. So not only is the guy live like a thousand plus miles <laughs> away, he's in touch with all these other local breweries around here. And that's kind of what he's doing. Now, I know he probably does a lot of mm -hmm. other stuff, but, um, you know, he's he's taking care of the beer list. That's right down the street, and he's doing it again from a thousand miles away. Um, so, Connor, it was great to meet you, man. And again, tell me you heard this, and we'll we'll crack open some special bottles just to kind of celebrate the new uh, the new expansion. Also, thank you to Core Four for sending out these beers. Um, I know we drank two of them the last episode, and we're drinking the other two this episode. Very, very big thank you to Buck and Jill Buchanan and all the staff over at Core 4 for sending these over to us. Denny, who would you like to raise a glass? Yeah. To? First, I'm going to start off with our Patreon toast for tonight. It goes out to Kevin and Amanda Argauer. 
they uh, they support us uh, for the last couple of months. They, they they were I, I won't say late to the party, but they heard about the Patreon late. <laughs> <laughs> and they joined us as soon as they heard about it. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Kevin and Amanda. We really appreciate your support. Also, I already mentioned my buddy Alex Fuchs. I uh, visited from Israel again this last week, and we got together uh, a couple times. We got to share uh, some beers and some uh, some some fellowship. I really always enjoy when he's here in town. And also, I want to raise a toast to my Navy buddy, Mike Blanchard. Mike, if you're listening, thank you for reaching out to me on Facebook and uh, connecting with me. He's going to be coming in through Boise around the, the beginning of October to go to Wyoming to do some hunting with with his son. And he's going to stop here in Boise. We're going to grab a beer and, and catch up. Uh, we both served aboard the USS Georgia together. And not only, uh, you know, small world, right? Um, he went to school with Sarah. He was a couple years behind Sarah, but okay. they went to the same small little school in, in Dallas, Oregon. And uh, and then it ends up that he ends up on the same. We ended up the same, not only the same boat together, but in the same department. Uh, and we became uh, good friends. And last time I saw Mike was when he got married in '98. So uh, it'll be great to see him after all these years. Uh, and, and I'm glad yeah. that he reached out to to say hi. And he he said, "Hey, I listened to uh, I listened to uh, you know uh, a few hours of your podcast." I said, "Oh." Uh, you know which 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 episode did you listen to? He said, "Oh, that one about why people, uh, you know, why the hell do people like IPAs?" <laughs> so I take it that Mike doesn't really like IPAs, which is okay. Everyone has their own uh, enjoyment, but try another one. But Mike. Uh, I can't wait to chat with you and find out how you found me. Whether you found me searching for me or just happened to randomly see my name on a uh, beer podcast that you decided to. Uh, to follow also as i and also as as chris already mentioned uh buck and jill buchanan thank you very much from core four brewing for sending chris and i these beers we really do appreciate it really did enjoy both the beers and uh, i think i decided that i'm gonna give uh oh i have some more beer in this one i couldn't fit it all in my glass what? look at that i got bonus beer <laughs> but bonus but beer. i think <laughs> i think i decided oh oh wait a minute i got more of the highway wheat too <laughs> What the heck? Mm. I gotta get bigger glasses what for this. What are you doing over there? But uh, I think I decided I'm gonna give this Highway Wheat a five cap rating. I, I I can't think of another wheat L or wheat beer that I've enjoyed as much as that one. And it's not a style that I have a lot of check ins to. And I just I can't understand. I, I don't have any reason why not to give it a high score. I just really enjoyed that beer. Uh, I like the fact that it stumped me in in describing what it tastes like because it's just that it's just a, a an enigma of a beer that just tastes really good mm -hmm. and and I enjoyed so cheers to you guys and of course being a former serviceman I always want to raise my glass look I got beer in there and uh, thank all Thanks. the servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms thank you for your service please return home safe to your families very soon and Chris why don't you go ahead and give a toast out to our sponsors. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. 
Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. And you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned in the show in our show notes located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can never find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie. That joke never gets <laughs> old. Or you can find me on Untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And as always, you can interact with us on everything social at Tap the Craft. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And we ask you to please tell a friend. And of course, Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn or Google Play, CastBox, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcast, or however you listen to your podcast. As a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Thank you for everybody hopping on with us on Facebook Live this evening. Yeah. I gotta kill this thing. <laughs> Stop live stream. I gotta be too, so Chris. I gotta peek too. All right. Thanks, All right. buddy. I will I will catch right. you later. Bye. See ya. I don't know if it's because too much bandwidth is being so, taken you know, by Manny. Or... <laughs> Are you there, Chris? I mean, there's not. I uh, can you hear me yet? Yeah, now I can. Can you hear me yet? Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear Anything? me? Anything? <laughs> yeah. I can. I can't see you, but I can hear you. <laughs> not using anything significant. Powering two computers. A... <laughs> I don't know, Chris. It's uh. You're frozen on your camera's not I working, switched. just so you know. Okay, so can you hear me though? Yeah, now I can. Okay, so I switched networks. The extender was giving me a weak, uh, weaker signal than the actual network. Okay, so I'm gonna stick on the actual Wi Fi and not the extender. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. That's all, folks.